May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be always acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Please be seated. On Thursday evening, about 20 of us gathered together here to celebrate the Feast of the Ascension. And since Ascension is an eight-day feast, today still falls within the feast, and it's known as the Sunday after Ascension Day. It's the only Sunday following Ascension. Since next Sunday, we'll be celebrating the Feast of Pentecost, or sometimes called with Sunday. According to the scriptures, the Ascension of Christ to his heavenly throne occurred 40 days after the resurrection. And then Pentecost, with the descent of the Holy Spirit, occurred 50 days after the resurrection. And when we we think about what happened during that original 10-day spread, at least within its historical context, we can understand the lessons that are read for us today. The apostles' lives were about to change. For three and a half years, they followed Christ in his earthly ministry. But after Christ's ascension and then the coming of the Holy Spirit, there would be a shift. They would go from being followers to being leaders. Jesus told them in Luke chapter 24 as he was about to ascend, And ye are witnesses of these things. And behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you. But tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. Simply put, the disciples would go from living for themselves to living for the body of Christ. They would leave a life that was centered around themselves to sacrificing their lives for each other and for God. I mean, it's similar to that which we celebrate today with Mother's Day. And of course, again, next month in June with Father's Day. On these special days, we recognize and we celebrate and we thank our parents for all of their sacrifices and for the lives that they have lived, not for their own benefit, but for our benefit as their children and on our behalf. And this is what the disciples turned apostles would do and did do. St. Peter says just prior to our epistle lesson in 1 Peter chapter 4, Therefore, since Christ suffered for us in the flesh, arm yourselves also with the same mind. For he who has suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin, that he should no longer live the rest of his time in the flesh for the lusts of men, but for the will of God. And in our epistle lesson he says, and I paraphrase this, Therefore have fervent charity one with another. Be hospitable with one another. And use the gifts that God has given you for the benefit of each other. That in it all, God may be glorified. Notice what St. Peter said. He said, don't live for yourself, but live for God's glory and live for God's family. What we learn from St. Peter is that we must return to God that which he has given unto us. And I'm not just talking about money with that statement. I'm talking about gifts. I'm talking about our behavior. I'm talking about our minds. I'm talking about our hearts and our souls. I'm talking about our actions. I'm really talking about our lives. There's an interesting term that St. Peter uses in this passage. 
He says that we are stewards of the manifold grace of God. And the term steward is important because it stresses that what you have is not yours. Stewards are ones entrusted with something that is not theirs. Yet they are responsible for caring and using those things for the benefit of the one who entrusted it to them. With great power comes great responsibility. Those are the words found in the first Spider-Man comic book. They're words of wisdom that Spider-Man's Uncle Ben said to Spider-Man. The idea was that Peter Parker had been given the great gift of these powers to be able to be Spider-Man. But with the powers, it now many had the great responsibility to use them for good. He must not use the powers for the wrong things, nor must he neglect the powers trying to live as if he didn't have them. He had been given a gift, a gift he must make use of for good. With great power comes great responsibility. And evidently those words didn't originate with the author of Spider-Man. I read that they came from Voltaire, originally in French. And yet the idea certainly came long before Voltaire even. In Luke chapter 12, verse 48, Jesus said, For everyone to whom much is given, from him much will be required. And to whom much has been committed, of him they will ask the more. And this is the subject that we're dealing with today. The responsibility that comes with a great gift. The gifts we have come from our Father in heaven. As St. James says, every good and perfect gift cometh down from the Father above. The blessings we have come not from the works of our own hands, but from the gracious hand of God. We have been entrusted with the grace and the gifts of God, and therefore as stewards we have a responsibility A responsibility to use these gifts, these God-bestowed blessings, to their fullest in a way that is according to our Master's will and to His glory. As Christ said, let your light so shine among men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Never is our work, never is our effort to be simply for our own glory. That is not the nature of a faithful steward. Yet that is the way that the world often approaches it. The world says that we're to build ourselves up, take pride in whatever we can accomplish in and of ourselves, and to make a name for ourselves as better than others. And this is the mindset that St. Paul was trying to fight against when he wrote to the Corinthians. There were a bunch of people who were glorying in themselves and in their works. They disregarded some because they claimed that they weren't even baptized by the right apostle. You may remember some of them saying, I'm of Paul, I'm of of Peter, I'm of Apollos. They also ranked spiritual gifts, and they determined their own worth based on the gifts that they had. Furthermore, they ignored, and they neglected those whom they should have been caring for. I mean, it would be like me saying that I'm better than you because I can preach. Or are you saying that you're better than me or someone else because you can speak more languages than they can? But St. Paul went on to say what St. Peter was stressing in our epistle lesson. St. Paul says that spiritual gifts are given in differing measures to different people. 
but all are given for the edification and the building up of one another, of the whole body of Christ's church. The gifts we have, the blessings we have, are not about us and our own glory. We are but stewards of the manifold grace of God. In a few minutes, we're going to come again to the Holy Table. And in this sacrament, we will be reminded again of the greatest gift that has been given to us. Our Savior's death as a ransom for our life. And through this sacrament, we're reminded anew that we don't need to create a name for ourselves because God has placed His name on our forehead. We don't need to bring glory our own way because God has given us to share in Christ's glory. Our worth, our glory, our name comes from who we are in Christ Jesus. Let me say that again because it's important that we understand that. Our worth, our glory, our name comes not from what we try and create for ourselves, but from who we are in Christ Jesus. We're sinners turned saints who have been washed in the blood of the Lamb. We are the holy children of God because of our Savior's work. And out of his love for us and all his children, he's given us the Holy Spirit to equip us with gifts and blessings that should be used for his glory and for one another. Therefore, being stewards of the manifold grace of God, let us follow in the disciples' turned apostles' footsteps. Let us live for God. And let us live for his holy family. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.